Hey there, welcome to SaaS Unbound, brought to you by SaaS Group. I'm your host, and Dana, and this is the show where we chat with inspiring founders and experts to get an inside scoop on how they made their business a success. And today with me is Yulia, co-founder and CEO at uh, CPV1, a cloud-hosted ad tracking platform, and a CPV lab, a self-hosted ad tracking platform. I really want to get a bit more into that. Um, they're helping affiliates, media buyers, and marketing agencies to track, manage, and optimize their marketing campaigns in one place. They're completely bootstrapped, remote first, and growing with a small dedicated team, mostly based in Romania. So welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Anna. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on this show. Sure, sure. Anytime. All right. Well, uh, like I said, I really want to to get a little bit more uh, into like having two entities, right? But first, uh, let's maybe start with your background and the inspiration behind the product in the first place. Okay, thank you. I mean, you did a very good uh, presentation, better than I would have done it myself, you know? So, yeah, so I'm Julia. We have a SaaS platform. Uh, called CPV Lab initially, then we have that second one, CPV1, as you said. As background, I have an IT background. I studied computer science and economics. I started my career as a developer for a company doing software for marketing agencies, for a marketing agency in the US. And then I switched to project management and business analyst. And it's a totally different perspective when you go on the business side and then you translate that to the development team, you know, to what they have to do. But it's very a very useful thing I realized recently. <laughs> I mean, I took it like like it is, and I was joining a gathering a few weeks ago, and one of the founders was saying that they have difficulties in talking with the developers, finding the right development team, and I realized how lucky I am because I talk development language. You know, I can translate that, and I just got it like by default. You know, <laughs> from past That's experience. Awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of it. Uh, then I went to corporate for a few couple of years. Then I had my first kid and I started uh, as a co-founder here at CPV Lab. And that's how the adventure began. <laughs> All right, wonderful. Uh, well, I, I guess, you know, your, your past experience really helps, like you said, um, managing the team and finding the right people to work for oh, you. Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, how did you start uh, with affiliate marketing in the first place? Because uh, you started, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 2018. So affiliate yes. marketing has been around for quite some time uh, than back then that. already. Yeah, yeah so it, it, it has been already kind of a crowded space. Uh, so what made you think that, you know, this is something that I want to do? Um, it's not something that I thought about, so it just happened, actually. My partner, uh, the other co-founder, which happens also to be my husband, uh, he started a couple of years back um, working on some affiliate marketing campaigns with somebody from US, a partner from there, a very good marketer. And from their need, they realized they need a tool to manage all these campaigns because they had all kinds of spreadsheets. And my husband is also a geek, you know, he's a very good developer. So he just said, okay, I'll build something fast. He built something and they realized after that, that some others need the same thing. They have the same problem. 
then they put together a website and it was like a side project, you know, they, they start having people using it. That was before. And then in 2018, my partner was left alone with the project. I was after my maternity leave. I said, I don't want to go to corporate. What should I do? I was like, I didn't know what I want to do. And then we said, okay, let's start building this product. I mean, focusing on it full time, uh, going there and doing, I mean, growing it. Um, I mostly wanted that because, um, so I wanted to have more time to spend with my kid, to uh, family time. And, um, I was imagining like a product that is self-service, uh, they, uh, we maintain it and, uh, do, I don't know, a few hours a day working, but mostly my focus was on my family and said, okay, I want to do that. Let's, let's do it, you know, but full-time, I, I no side project. I mean, just focus on it. Yeah. And that's how basically we started i started learning about affiliate marketing and soon i i realized that i enjoy so much that i want to spend so much time learning and doing it's not that easy you know just build it launch it and yeah people will come you know um but i enjoy so much doing that um i don't know research doing customer support talking with them doing uh, new features and uh, yeah that it's still, I still feel um, fulfilled, you know, when I work on it. And now it's not only like a side thing that I want to do because uh, I want to grow my family. It's just part of the family, I would say, because I want to grow the business as well. And uh, yeah, that's how it started. I learned right. on the way in the last couple of years about affiliate marketing because I didn't have that knowledge. I knew some things because my partner has experience there for like 10, I don't know how many years, but um I learned on the way and I also learned on the way how to, I don't know, do customer support. I don't know how to do sales, you know, everything that a founder needs to do. Being first time founders, we did like quite a few mistakes. Um, or sure. better yet, not call them mistakes, like learnings. We had to learn a lot. We learned a lot during the way. <laughs> and yeah. um yeah, now with the second uh, product, when we launched CPB1 this year, everything went much easier. The experience has uh, a way to say that uh, you did a good job. I mean, you learned a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, first of all, when you just when you said, uh, I wanted to do it and maybe like, do a few hours a day. Uh, and then, you know, take care of my family, my the question that popped up in, in my head was like, um, looking back, how wrong were you? Like, how many hours a day is it actually? <laughs> because oh, like everyone oh. says, Oh, my God, I'm just going to, you know, to launch a product and it's going to be, you know, easy breezy, and it's going to be making money in my sleep. And now instead yeah, of that's like naive, eight, right? Eight hour day, <laughs> I work 24 seven. So <laughs> something yeah. like that. I mean, um, I know people say that you need to, uh, there are like many people saying that you need to separate like work time, family time. I never did that since starting. So it's like a work home mm -hmm. life. I work from home and it's okay with me. I mean, it resonates with me with how it is and how many hours it's yeah how many you can spare i mean eight right. ten more um when the kids were little and you know spending time with them i i really wanted to get involved that's why i started because i wanted to spend time and not miss any uh step on their growth 
and I spent time with them. And then after they went to sleep, I went to my uh, to the computer working and I was tired, but I didn't feel it because I liked what I was doing. And so the hours was passing and I said, oh, I have to also to sleep today. Okay, let's take some sleep as well. But yeah, there are, um, there are many hours. I mean, it's not like that easy to, to do. Yeah, and if you like it, you'll see that you see opportunities, you see things that you want to do and you just want to do them. You just don't want to pass, to miss the opportunities. Yeah, right. I mean, if, if you're a founder, you have to be passionate. You have to be a little bit, you know, crazy about your product and, you know, sleepless nights. Exactly. Yeah, maybe it's not easy or, you know, maybe even not healthy sometimes. But uh, that's kind of another, I don't want to say baby, but just something that you're so caring about. I that, see it as know. a baby. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, for me, it's like the third, fourth baby after my husband. So, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. That's wonderful. That's a great remark. Uh, all right. So what is, um, <clears throat> what is CPV, CPV lab and CPV one? And why did you start it as a self-hosted service? Yeah. So as I said, um, when, when my partner started the project, so, um, there was a, a big concern on privacy on affiliate marketing, not getting their winning campaign, like leaked stolen you know and so uh, they started as a self-hosted so they can keep their campaigns private every day all the data it's on your host uh, on your hosting on your server uh you we don't have access to it and later on there like now there's like spy tools that can you can see other people campaigns in that and so uh the privacy concern is not that uh big now because because of that, uh, and also people tend to do like, um, I mean, to be easy for them to not maintain the server because you need to have some technical skills there to install. We do help them to install, but uh, some want to know when they do mistakes and stuff. So we launched the cloud solution for that. It took us a while to to test the infrastructure to make sure we provide the good services for them because we we need to support a lot of traffic for for the campaigns to not like you know break when they have the campaign and they pay for the traffic you know so we did quite an intensive testing while uh preparing for it also we launched it like december last year and we had like five year five um, months of testing with beta tester to test and see everything is going well then we launched it the launch was much easier <laughs> uh then the, the first one uh and but of course uh there are issues that even with intensive testing you didn't manage to to catch and they appear after like one month or something and you you still have to solve them but that's the beauty of being a founder you never do the same thing i mean it's always challenging yeah but we managed to solve that and uh, yeah now we have both products why both and uh why two <laughs> I would yeah, say yeah. How how are the customers are divided now? Like, do you have like 50-50 um, or is it just like legacy customers? Uh, we still have legacy customers that prefer and they're using um, CPV Lab. We still have CPV Lab on the market because people prefer that. If they run a lot of traffic, they prefer to have their own hosting, their host server, to not uh, be charged extra, you know, for mm -hmm. a very big uh, number of traffic. Uh, 
but uh, I don't I wouldn't say 50 50 but yeah 30 of uh, 40 60 or something mm-hmm. 30 70 yeah okay. in that area but yeah they, are, they they prefer more the cloud solution that's for sure because it's easier to use it just click 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 and start using it uh, then the other one when you have to download install it and install um, but um, yeah that that's how it is all right. Okay. So uh, usually, you know, uh, when, when we talk about like the early days, uh, what I often hear is like, okay, so we built it, we tested it, and we released it. And then, you know, fast forward, like three years, four, four years, 12 years, we're here. Um, but, you know, the first steps are kind of important, right? And they're sometimes the most challenging, because how do you go there? How do you find your first customer, right? The the idea is great, right? But until the money hits your pocket, it's just an idea. So at what point did the money hit the pocket? How did you find those first customers and how long did it take to become ramen profitable? This episode is sponsored by Rewardful.com. Looking for new ways to find customers for your SaaS business? Consider adding an affiliate program. Rewardful is the easiest affiliate tracking platform to set up, manage, and scale for SaaS companies. Log your customer acquisition cost and only pay affiliates based on results. Integrate Rewardful with your Stripe or Paddle account and set up your affiliate campaigns in minutes. Building a successful affiliate program can be a little bit intimidating figuring out where to get started. That's where Rewardful has taken what they've observed from their most successful customers' affiliate programs and distilled that into an exclusive online course. The exciting part? Their affiliate marketing course is absolutely free. And by joining the waitlist today, you'll get early access to it as soon as it goes live. Join the waitlist at rewardful.com course, rewardful.com course, and turn your biggest fans into your best marketers. Um, okay, uh, so as uh, as you said, so CPV Lab it's an ad tracking platform initially designed for affiliate marketers, media buyers, and also for marketing agencies or that run campaigns or entrepreneurs that run well, ads. You know, because what it does it's it's like a tool where you can see all your campaigns, all your metrics, uh, how much money uh, you it costs, how much money you make, and you can optimize them based on those metrics, like analytics, but better, you know. And then uh, when first it was launched, uh, it was on some users on forums that they wanted to use it, affiliate marketing forums, that's like our micro niche. Uh, they started using it. So I was not there when the initial adopters were, but in 2018, we, um, we like started adding features to it and promoting it. And of course we started there with communities, dedicated communities that wanted to adopt. And like the strategy was to have a one-time payment. That was one of our launch strategy, just uh, pay once and uh, use it for as long as you wish. Uh, no other tracker was doing that. Uh, we were the only one doing that. And people were interested because uh, they didn't want to pay like recurrent. Uh, that's how we got like to know inside what they need. Uh, they got our first adopters and it helped us get the revenue initially to support ourselves and develop further the product. Of course, it's tricky because when you have this business model, the revenue is like this, you know, I mean, you yeah. always need to get new customers. It's not sustainable. 
and we had to change to a subscription-based model. At some point, we changed that, uh, but we kind of grandfather the old users, you know. I'm still not sure if that was a bad move or not, but I didn't feel that, well, I mean, I um, uh, I was, uh, we promised them that we don't charge them for right. them. That was one payment. I, I didn't, it didn't seem fair, you know, to go, oh, now we changed the business model, you have to pay or something. No. Mm-hmm. Then we moved to a subscription-based. Uh, that's a more sustainable model for sure. It's, it shows like oh, you have a base to put on when you, when you decide what to do next month. So that's how we launched it. And yeah, affiliate marketing, it's uh, challenging and uh, it's continuously changing. <laughs> so that's true. It's a micro niche that it's interesting to, to learn about it. Right. It's it's great that uh, I think it's a great thing that you grandfathered some of your um, older older customers. But so I think uh, that's kind of the topic that we also discuss here quite a bit uh, because pricing is yeah it's a, a very sensitive topic. Like how do you do that? Uh, because you can grandfather them all you want, right? Maybe yeah you promised a lifetime deal and you kind of want to uh, honor it, but what I've heard, like a few ideas that were run here, was that you grandfather those customers um, on the terms that they subscribe to, right? But, you know, the product is so much more right now, right? There are more features, there is like more opportunities there. So if they want that, then that's where you kind of upsell them. Uh, but obviously, you know, Again, pricing is is a very sensitive uh, thing. A lot of founders just don't touch it. Like there were stories here on the podcast where they said, you know, we've been around for six years. We've never touched our pricing. It's been the same for six years. And now we only like started thinking about it, uh, which is also, you know, they're profitable. They're, you know, um, they're successful. So very different things work for different businesses. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it's really interesting to see how, how you're working, but, uh, yeah. At what point did you, did you start to, to scale and realize that, you know, we can hire somebody we're profitable, uh, this is working. Oh, I think after the first year we started to like thinking about getting other people on board. It was, I mean, at the beginning we were the two of us, then we had three of us for a long time. Profitable, I would say like sustainable. We sustained the business growing like little by little. Uh, after the first year, we started getting another developer. Then came the pandemic. There was another another period of uh, challenges. Challenges being uh, not only on the business side because the business didn't suffer that much. It was challenging on our side as a family because we also had the kids at home and uh, spending time on the business. Uh, it was challenging. But after the year three, I think the third year, we got also somebody, um, another developer because we wanted to add new features and then somebody will support and yeah, that's how, I mean, step-by-step, I would say slower than when you get an investment, I would say, but yeah, that's how. That's for sure. And how, how big is the team right now? We are eight. Eight. Okay. Yay. All all in Romania or you're (laughs) spread out? Uh, no, no, 
No, no, no. Uh, we are three in Romania and uh, all the rest are spread out. We have like in Serbia, Poland, um, US, Macedonia, I think, and Ukraine. We have somebody from Ukraine as well. Okay. All right. So you're uh, of almost full remote, oh, full remote uh, team. So how, um, yeah. how did you start working with that? Because, well, you had your, your corporate job. This is, I, I assume, like the first place where you had to learn like how to not just work remotely yourself, but also gather a team of people that work remotely. So how did the whole like team assembling and uh, culture uh, go for you? Uh, it was not that hard. I mean, I prefer working from home. I'm like a private introvert, I would say. And my partner is like a super introvert. So okay. he likes working in his cave. And so it, it was natural for us to work remote. Uh, finding the people was uh, challenging at some part uh, because it's easy nowadays to find people to work with you online, but it's also difficult to test them. Technical people, it's easy because we just give them a test. Uh, we see how it goes. We have inside uh, team i mean my partner and i we all have by uh, we both have it background we can check the work and see if it's like in standards and stuff like that that's okay. easy for support uh, that that was tricky okay <laughs> to find yeah. because the tool is uh, the tool is like um very complex a lot of reports tracking integrations with traffic sources integration with affiliate networks and uh, you need to know something about digital marketing to know how to help somebody to set up a campaign. And also you need to know some technical stuff to know to how to, I don't know, for the self-hosted to install it or, you know. And it was uh, tricky to find somebody because it's like a unicorn that you need to also yeah. have, I don't know, answer on chat support to do like selling or pre-selling uh, questions. We managed to find somebody from our user base, so one of our users to to help us on that area. Also, one of our users to help us with like uh, voice recording and uh, video recording, and it was much easier like that. I mean, uh, they know the product themselves; mm -hmm. they are using it, and you don't have to spend so much time in training. Uh, so yeah, that was very, very useful. It was like a recommendation from one user to the other. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how, how things turn out. Actually, I'm very pleased with how the team uh, went by because you, uh, we didn't spend that much time in training. They know already mm -hmm. how affiliate marketing is working, how to set up campaigns. We just had to show them the tool around a little bit and stay there step-by-step step when they did something. But uh, it was not uh, like you start new with somebody that has no experience in affiliate marketing that doesn't know, I don't know, what's the post-back URL or something, you know. I mean, it's uh, it's something uh, very time-consuming to start from zero. But like this, it's, it's very nice. And also the team being remote, um, we all, most of the time we manage everything on Slack, emails, we do some meetings, but not that often. So 
I would say it's like the perfect environment for us. I prefer uh, writing messages than meetings because that's how you just check again and make sure that you understood correctly or that you answer all the questions. Uh, and yeah, it, it's working quite okay. That's so great. Far. I think I think it's a great hack to to try and find somebody uh, for customer support from uh, your user base because, like you say, they, they know the product, could advocate for it because they've used it already, and if they want to work for you, it means that they're quite content with uh, what it does. So yeah, that's a really good one. Okay, uh, so let's go back to your growth, right? Because you started with with the forums, so it was more of a, like a personal touch uh, community. How did grow from there like how did your customer acquisition channels and growth strategy has changed okay so as i said we are bootstrap as you said it yeah. uh so we need to be scrappy with our resources uh we need to think where we manage them what we are doing with them and so firms are still a good channel or mm -hmm. like communities, not only from communities, because there we provide support. Uh, other people know about us. We provide information and uh, that's how they find out. Uh, also, another channel that it's like free and easy to use are like partnerships. We mm -hmm. do a lot of partnerships with other traffic sources and affiliate networks or other tools that help affiliate marketers. Mm -hmm. So they share our ICP, but they are not like tracker as ourselves and all these partnerships like cross promotion promoting each other's uh they they work pretty well you need to to follow them and make sure that your partner uh, your partner is really uh gain something uh, from that i mean you really want to help them you just don't yeah. oh i want to use you to make myself like visible to your audience and i will do nothing on your my side I mean, you really want to help them. But, and it's working like that because you just uh, promote each other. We help each other. We are in the same industry. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's useful like that. So partnerships is working well. Of course, we also have affiliates because we are in the affiliate marketing industry. Our users are affiliates and all of them get a referral uh, link. So they, if they promote us, uh, they get rewarded. So these are like free channels that we still explore. Of course, there are ads or emails, newsletters or uh, things like that that we do. But I would say that being bootstrap at the beginning, you always start with what is uh, like more affordable, what you can do without spending that much money because ads are expensive. Yeah, We all know that. <laughs> they can get really, really expensive, but they are a good channel once you have like a budget for that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, okay, so let's maybe dig a bit deeper into affiliates because a lot of people, uh, a lot of companies I know want to get in there, not really sure how it works and how to um, how to build relationships with your affiliates, like how to make sure it works. And uh, we had uh, we had a great episode with with Emmett from Rewardful, uh, which is another affiliate uh, tool, and uh, he yeah, said his uh, his first hack or like his first tip to you know to make sure your affiliates uh, your affiliate campaign works is to have a great product right because if your pro product is not converting in the first place you know relying on uh, affiliate marketing well it's not going to to magically just change something right so what are your tips um, 
to work with affiliates because you uh, leverage affiliate marketing for, for your growth. So um, yeah, what would be your recommendation? Uh, yeah, for sure, he, he was right. I mean, if the product is like, it's not good, I mean, yeah. nobody can sell it, even if they try. I mean, they sell a few, but that's it. I mean, at some point uh, it stops. Yeah. So uh, the idea is when you get to work with affiliates, you need just to help them a lot, like give them all the materials they need, like, I don't know, um, information about the product, discount or promo code or materials like graphics, just give them everything they need so they can just uh, launch it, even do demo with them if they want to understand the product. You know, but it, for us, it's easier because the affiliates that are using us, they are affiliates and they can promote us uh, mm-hmm. as well. They already are using us. Of course, we have other affiliates that came just to join the affiliate program, like external. And then we have some conditions, some questions. Uh, we ask them to make sure and also uh, to make sure we provide them the information they need to, to promote us. Because if they have a website where they do like, reviews or something they mm-hmm. need some kind of information you know that's kind of it and for brands um to to launch the affiliate program uh, probably they should uh, work with um on uh, an affiliate network you know because affiliates usually like the majority not, not all of them okay but the majority they are using like an affiliate network mm-hmm. which is like a marketplace where brands put their product and uh, they say, hey, this is my product. If you promote it, you will get a commission or one-time payment or something. Yeah, some uh, You get money from it. Mm-hmm. And the affiliates will go there and say, okay, so I have experience with promoting cosmetics or sports gear or something. And they will just uh, register for that offer. And then they will be build like landing pages or uh, uh, say what they need to do to promote those offers. And then they will pay traffic. If they have organic traffic, that's good. If they have newsletters or like on an email list, that's also mm-hmm. a possibility. But if they pay traffic, uh, they go and search for different traffic sources that they want to use. They are like the mainstream on Google, Facebook, oh, Meta, mm-hmm. TikTok, and the others that are like mainstream and they are like uh, useful for everything, but they are like niche one that you can use for native ads or for video ads or for other uh, type of ads, for push ads or those annoying ads, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, there are different traffic sources that you like more than 100 out there. You can pick one of them and you start testing them. And then there is the tracker that they use to like, track the performance of the campaigns, to integrate with the traffic source to see how much money they spend, and also to integrate with Affiliate or to see how much money they make. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, when they go to the tracker dashboard, they will see, okay, I, I want this campaign on Google, I want this campaign on Facebook, and this one on Tabula or something. And I got this much money, this one is not working, why is not working? You see all the click to rate, all the metrics. You can optimize the campaign, you can do split testing inside the tracker and uh, at the end of the day, you decide if you continue with that offer or if you try another one. But so that's mainly how they work. And so if you are a brand that you want to uh, promote your product and find affiliates, the, the easiest way is to partner with an affiliate network because you put your product there. And it's, as I said, it's like a marketplace. You put mm-hmm. your product and they 
come and pick you if the affiliate network is like a very good one and most yeah. of them they want to do that you know bring affiliates promote the offers and that's a way to start finding the first affiliate for SaaS because here we are in SaaS there are some okay. affiliate networks there that are for SaaS dedicated so okay. you can use that as a starting point in finding affiliates and then once you find them as I said just I don't know the word uh, not grandfather but uh, no just uh, give them what they need you know okay. because hand some of them, them are lazy through Okay. Yeah, handhold them. Yeah, that okay. that would be like uh, show because they don't know the product like you do. But if you provide them the information, they know how to promote the product. Something that you don't know. <laughs> so yeah. they know how to test. They know how to uh, use smaller budget to give big revenues. They are very useful in that. I mean, they are very smart. Most of them. So yeah, that's okay. how you can kind of use them. That's a good tip. All right. I think for, for everyone who's starting, uh, definitely, uh, definitely a good way to, to start leveraging the, the networks. Okay. So, uh, a few more questions, uh, because, you know, obviously you're working with so many, uh, companies and you see so much data, uh, is there any trend that you're seeing like some, you know, some companies that are really going after, uh, or vice versa the affiliates are going after those companies you know maybe it's uh, ai like for example again like if we're talking about a reward fall they shared that you know ai is booming and everyone wants to promote ai tools because you know everyone wants kind of a piece of that right um so what's your what do you see on uh on the platform uh yeah so we have now we have access to a lot of statistics i would say before when we had only cpv lab since mm -hmm. they usually had the data on their platform it was very hard i mean we didn't have access to the data that was the, the deal right uh now we do have statistics and uh that's that's one of the reasons that we launched the cloud solution because we want to do like automations optimization and you couldn't do that if you host the data you know i mean we need some data to train the mm -hmm. the, the model and as for the trend to promoting um depends depends actually because some are very focused on high paying offers like i don't know gaming or something those are like they bring a lot of revenue they are like very profitable um i don't know if if, if they feel comfortable promoting them that that's their deal but yeah those are uh, a niche uh, also like native ads with neutral products they they also promote that a lot and for SaaS businesses, I don't think, uh, yeah, I think AI tools are, have a precedence over the others lately mm -hmm. because, of course, as you said, they want a piece of the pie. And uh, it's like trendy now to say, oh, that's done by AI. Plus, the costs are less there mm -hmm. for those products, for most of them, and uh, it's easier to promote, you know. Okay. All right. Well, uh, since you've already mentioned, uh, you know, that, that you're working with your husband and you've got kids and you're full remote. And this is, I've always, over the course of this two years since, you know, I've been podcasting, I was always saying, like, I want to talk Congrats. to more female founders and female entrepreneurs because it's hard. And I want to kind of, well, not know your tips, <laughs> steal your tips, how to... <laughs> how to juggle that help me but yeah just like um see like what yeah how are you doing this because 
everything is super consuming. You know, you're a full time in your project, in your job and juggling kids and juggling, you know, family and building the company culture, doing podcasts, going to conferences, right? You were <laughs> to Sawstock just recently. Where do you get the time? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is being a parent and the founder. It's, it's challenging. <laughs> it's not easy. I would say, I mean, you have to juggle a lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one. Every parent out there is trying to do like, to be the best parent that you can be for your kids. I mean, to do whatever you can with, of course, with the resources, with what you have, but you want to be the best version of yourself as in the role of parent. So, of course, I, I, I want to spend time with kids, do activities, healthy food, healthy habits, you know, go outside and all that. And as you said, it's exhausting. I mean, you spend so much time and they have so much energy. Even without consuming any sugar, they have a lot of energy. <laughs> I mean, they, they just are bombs. And at the end of the day, you just feel very tired. Uh, but if you like what you're doing, I mean, I... As I said, I feel tired, but I also feel energized when I sit at my computer and I start typing. I don't know. I, I like a lot what I'm doing. And I'm very grateful that I started being a founder. I didn't, I don't know what I would have done. But I now I don't see myself in any other role, you know, mm-hmm. than of a founder. And as you said, it's challenging going to conferences, podcasts, and all that. It's also rewardful. And if you, if you do want to get the bright side of this is that you get to do time management very, very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the most intensive training of time management that you can get out there. I mean, you, you cannot do anything better than this, having kids and building a business. Do that and that's the ultimate training on time management and also I think on decision making because you you start learning how to make decisions faster with just a little bit of information without doing so much research. You just go there, you need to write that email, you have just five minutes, you just type it, uh, read it again for mistakes and that's it. I mean, you just don't do drafts and rethinking over and over again. Of course, because of this can be mistakes or like regrets, I would say, because you say, oh, if I would have done a little bit of research. But that comes as a learning. You learn how to manage that. You learn how to make better decisions next time. And it's a process. Every mistake, it's an opportunity to learn. So you just learn on the way. And yeah, now I think I, I'm just very good at time management. I know how much time I spend on preparing some meal. In that time, I go with the kids outside. In that time, if they play something, I think about my email and then I go back at the computer, I write something and that's it. I mean, it's just, um, they are inter- intertwined mm-hmm. and work together, but it's not easy. It's not easy. Especially if got, somebody gets sick, kids get sick, you have a conference, you, ha- you cannot go, or you have a meeting, you miss opportunities. Is challenging, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't change it. I mean, for me, okay. Well, uh, I, I like that I spend time with them, you know. And that's the best. You wouldn't change it. That's uh, you know, that's the ultimate kind of goal, I guess, when you are doing this all together. 
So that's perfect. Thank you. Uh, so just two more questions. The usual ones. What has been so far the biggest win and the biggest failure? Not a okay. failure, right? Uh, a learning. <laughs> Uh, okay yes <laughs> so the biggest uh, the biggest win i think i just said is that i get to do to own my time to do what i like uh, with whom i like and mostly whenever i like you know I, I get to spend time with my kids i get to build a business to do what i like uh, that's what i wanted and mm-hmm. i'm very grateful and it's more than i expected because i really really enjoy it and uh yeah i think this is uh, the biggest win for me just owning my time and just doing uh, what i like all right what about the failure the learning the challenge <laughs> <laughs> the challenge yeah would be to um the biggest challenge was missing opportunities because we didn't have the enough resources um uh, like top talent or uh, development uh opportunities that we missed because missing resources. That's why at some point we, we thought about like maybe getting some angels on board, but we still think about it as a, as something that we need uh, to develop something bigger. But um, it's just only if we find somebody that it's really a good match. It's, uh, it, it's not something that we really, really are looking for because we can do it ourselves, but it will take a little longer probably. Right, right. Yeah, I think so it's the it's biggest very, failure. Yeah, it, would be it's missing a, opportunities. Right, it's a great point to you know to partner with somebody, or you know to to sell a company to somebody, or you know get an investor on board uh, that understands what you're doing and that understands um, the values that that you're cultivating in the teams. This is something that I feel like uh, often is missing from like the whole strategy on, you know, getting investors or whoever else on board. But yeah, so thank you for bringing it up. And uh, one more question is about a hack, right? So something that has helped you, uh, something that maybe you know, a bit maybe strange, unconventional to others, but that worked for you, or, you know, maybe it could be something completely conventional, but uh, something that we often forget about. Uh, yeah, so um, I would say for uh, new founders, just uh, you can go when you launch the product. For us, it worked. Just go with one-time payment. So we could, you could have the initial revenue to grow the product and then go uh, from there to subscription-based. Just uh, you can skip some steps, you know, and you can also go like worldwide uh, from the beginning. You don't need to just go step by step. Sometimes it works. I mean, yeah, depends. Okay. But yeah, I would say that uh, that going with one-time payment, it can help initial founders that are struggling to find uh, investors. I saw so many. And if you go that like that, you just give value. It's very cheap for for them to bring, uh, to bring money in and uh, you'll get money to continue growing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I've, uh, I've heard quite a a lot of stories uh, with that um, with that setup that yeah initially it gives you that push to you know to grow further to develop something that yeah I think is great thank you Julia yeah the, the push that you need to just fly you know right <laughs> to start yeah. working actually first 
<laughs> that's true just start walking okay well that's great i think that's a great hack uh i would love to you know um maybe do it again sometime and get a bit deeper into that you know because lifetime deals you know so thank you for your story for all the tips and hacks that you've shared here and uh, yeah happy to do it again sometime yeah thank you thank you for having me i mean you have an amazing energy i listen to other episodes of yours and i love you the energy and how this like it's oh. it's like a chat uh, you know with some old friend that i didn't see in a long while I got, I'm very private and it was very easy for me to talk with you. Thank you. Oh, I mean, you, you have a great energy. Thanks. That's the best <laughs> yeah, feedback thanks. ever. Oh, thanks. Really? Well, oh, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's uh, true, um, you know. Thanks. All right. Yeah. So um, I hope to see you even in Romania, maybe, right? In Bucharest at uh, the Tech Pond Guys uh, conference this summer. So if. Are any- you coming? Hopefully, and if anyone who's listening uh, doesn't know what it is, um, go to LinkedIn, uh, type in TechPon, and see us there. <laughs> yes, sure. I'll be there. Cool. All right. Okay. Then, see yeah. you. Thank you, and take care. Have a nice day. Bye. That was yet another awesome conversation on SaaS Unbound. We're always looking for new guests to share their experiences. We mostly talk with bootstrapped SaaS founders. And if you're one, reach out to me directly at anna at saas.group or find me on LinkedIn. If you're not bootstrapped or even not SaaS, but have a great story to tell, we want to hear from you too. And obviously, SaaS Unbound wouldn't be possible without the SaaS group a founder-friendly private equity company that buys awesome businesses that people love to take them to even greater success. If you're thinking about selling your company or just exploring your options, feel free to visit saas.group, fill in the form, and expect a response in under 24 hours.